0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Good, Jeff, how are you?
0: It's been a week, to which I will not get into, because I just got into it with you, and it takes too long. That's its own podcast episode of Things... Things go- that occurred this week that we don't need to get into because it's just it's a hot mess. But we're we are doing fine. So
2: Great.
0: we are we are doing fine. It's, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, but hey, uh, yeah, York started uh, school. Um, fifth grade at as his, his new school. And it's uh, he seems to really enjoy it. He has to take a drama class, which he didn't think he'd like. And it turns out he's really enjoying it. So, yay for that, and uh, does not want to be on stage, however, but said he would – he thinks he would really enjoy doing stuff backstage. I said, okay, man. Yeah, man, do that behind-the-scenes stuff. Everybody – you know, they always need people for that, so – Yeah. So, they're – they're because I know their school will probably be doing a play or something, and so he he can hop in on that and work the behind-the-scenes. Yeah.
1: stage and whatnot
0: yes he's really impressed with our school lunch i haven't understood that one but he's like it's amazing I'm like you think everything's amazing <laughs> but it's like no really it's it's really good dad I'm Like, okay great but um but yeah he's uh he's liking it so far so and i'm sure homework will probably start this week uh, obviously none last week but but I, I'm pretty, I feel pretty certain that it'll it's gonna have week coming up. So other than that, yeah, like carpool went well. I was kind of proud of myself on that one, and yeah, didn't go near as bad as I thought. So, but other than that, and Grayson still loving first grade, so yay. And I told her to make told her today when I dropped her well, when we walked up to school. I told her that she needed, I wanted her to make one new friend and tell me three things about her new friend. So I said, it shouldn't be hard. I said, it could be anything. You could tell me, just to find out, you can ask her what her favorite color is, or if she has any pets, or he. If he or she has any pets, has a favorite color, likes playing any sports, I said, any of that stuff You know, would be fine. Do they have any brothers or sisters? I said, really, just anything, just find out three things. And then I said, but the thing is, you got to remember it, though, because then you got to tell me later. She's like, oh, said, yeah. oh, and be quizzed. <laughs> yes, you will be quizzed because guess what? I've asked you almost everything. It won't be any different. Um, and she finally lost her. Her upper big tooth on her right side. Um, it had been loose for two weeks, two weeks and couldn't get it to come out. So I jokingly um, acted like I was going to take her spoon and flick it out. And then she actually, you know, she thought that was funny. So she was going to try and pretend to do it. And in doing so, I actually did it. And the tooth landed in her hand.
2: Okay.
0: I was like, and then she had the biggest look of surprise. <laughs> and, uh, but didn't say anything because she was too busy <laughs> looking surprised. Yeah. Meanwhile, was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And mind you, she's on the phone with my mom too, so that was funny. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then Grayson just started laughing and cracking up. It was hilarious. But yeah, so uh you know, uh, uh the rock came and paid her a visit, you know, dropped off dropped off some uh dropped off some uh, some cash and some uh can some chocolate coins. So yeah. Man, they're
1: um, <clears throat> go ahead. Speaking of teeth, uh, my daughter's been having issues with her wisdom teeth, mm. so she went to the mm. dentist, and they're talking about having to take them all out. <laughs> Dang. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be all at once or they do right
0: two for that's a lot. A <laughs> that's a up. lot.
1: Yeah. So sure. I hadn't heard back yet. Oof!
0: Bless yeah. her. I was in my 20s before I had to have mine taken out, yeah. and I think I went ahead to have my top two, and it was an experience <laughs> not a good one <laughs> i had mine taken out um right before um when york's mom and i were still dating um where we're first dating uh she had hers taken out like three weeks before i had mine taken out wow so i could see what she went through and i was not looking forward to it she was more i want to say on the hysterical side i was more on the loopy just crying
2: just because yeah.
0: she yeah but she was more uh it caused her more anxiety and crying than anything else and thus started my my uh what's what do you call it whenever you like like sensory when you have like a sensory thing where you like can smell something it reminds you of something else Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah whatever that's called um I had that happen now with uh, like uh, Chef Boyardee. I can't. Anytime that gets heated up or anything, oh, like my stomach churns, like oh, yeah. starts, you know, like nauseous because that's all I could eat when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Gotcha. And it was just, oh, it was so bad. And still, I can't. Like that smell, just nope. <laughs> like so, we don't have any of that in our house. So just just that's why. <laughs>
1: It's so. Oh. It's turned mm. you against it. Completely.
0: Yeah. Like even thinking about it right now is just bad. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> kind of like me with raspberries. I can't. Because I had like some kind of raspberry vodka drink. Oh. I can't. Anything that has raspberries, I, I can't. I just start thinking how I felt when I drank. It was just it was horrible. That's, so I know that, I know that feeling. Uh. <laughs> I do know that feeling.
0: So. Did you get a chance to watch What If
1: yet? Yeah. I did. Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good, you know, start to what You know, kind of like, you know, what if this happened and it's always like that one thing that throws off. So, yeah. I'm curious what the next few cuz I think it's like nine episodes, uh, so it's eight okay. more. Yeah.
0: I thought it was interesting. Um I thought the the animation was done differently. Mm-hmm. Um I guess is I just say creatively um, how they were to take specific scenes because this the first what if focuses on what if Agent Carter became Captain America yeah and so uh, Haley Atwell repri- reprises her role as as uh, Agent Carter this is animated so obviously and so she does the voice for it mm-hmm. and. Basically, instead of uh, Steve Rogers winding up in that little machine, a little tube, become a super soldier, she ends up having to step in and to help save, you know, save everybody from this burning building that's occurring. Yeah. And so she then becomes Captain. Well, I want to say Captain America or Captain Britain, because it's neither one, just Just Captain Captain Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. But her shield has instead of having the the red and white circles, it has you know, or the sorry, the red and blue circles with the white star. It's you know the British flag across yeah. it, and but it still has the howling. She's still in charge of the Howling Commandos, um, and Bucky is still you know part of that. And like yeah. I mean, everything pretty much the there are certain scenes from the Captain America first Avenger that basically they just took the scenes and then just animated them. Yep. And just, I mean, it, that's essentially what they did. And it's like almost word for word, shot for shot. I mean, it's done very well. I actually thought it was an interesting way to, to incorporate everything. Yeah. And, um, now it's not to say Steve Rogers isn't in this. Uh, Steve Rogers is in the, uh, is in the, episode but in a different capacity we'll say. I don't wanna spoil that part because I don't know if that's in any of the trailers for it or not. It
1: might be one? but it's more
0: like more like he's the sidekick. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say that. We'll just leave it at that. But it's yeah. done really well and it's only thirty one minutes long or something like that. and I'm Yeah. Probably a little bit a few less cause credits.
1: Um, right. because I think the total was thirty three, so it's probably yeah. like twenty Seven, Seven yeah, yeah,
0: 27, 28. But it yeah. is done really well. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like my most favorite thing, but it's, I that's mean, cool. it's, hey, it's something to watch and I'm not, I was entertained and that's all that matters.
1: Sure. Um, you yeah, know, they, they had like a few scenes from the movie that they did, you know, kind of had an alternate version yes, because they had of the role switch and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it was, it was, um, <laughs> A lot more. I don't even know if, I, well, murdery. <laughs> <laughs> murdery. <laughs> I'm just like, because you know, there's a lot of stuff from you know the movie. I'm like, man, they they're really just going there, as far as taking out the enemies. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like cool, cool, cool. I think the next one's gonna be what if uh the child became Star Lord? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. One. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. which will be Chadwick Bozeman's last performance as T'Challa through the voice. So, so yeah. So that's going to, it's going to hit a little different. <laughs> yeah. Should yeah. be Good. Should be good. Yeah.
0: So, uh, something else that started this week, but it's on Thursday, which threw me off. I was expecting to drop Wednesday. I'm like, why is it not up here mm-hmm. yet? And it's because it started Thursday, which I think is a weird day to, drop a show, but okay, I guess no competition. (laughs) Right. um, uh, Titans season three started on this past Thursday. It didn't drop with just one episode. It dropped with the first three episodes of the season. Now, for those that haven't watched the first two, it is. They're all on HBO max. Um, First season. It was a little hard for me to get on board, but I stuck with it. Second season, I enjoyed a lot more. Um, I'm really enjoying what they're doing. the third season because um, they basically, it introduces the Red Hood. And the second episode is almost, I mean, there's certain parts of it that are like taken straight from the Under the Red Hood uh, Mm storyline. And if you've seen the animated, it's like straight from the animated too. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a literally comic book. Animated. uh, Live action like. It's it's great. I mean. The. uh, I forgot the actor's name that's playing him, but it's the same actor that played Jason Todd in season two. And yeah, I'm liking what they're doing with it. I'm liking Jason Todd being the villain, but he's not the big bad. He's just like an obstacle they had to get (laughs) get through. And it's a tough one because he was a titan. It also it takes the story, the a death in the family storyline where uh, Jason Todd's as Robin is killed by the Joker with crowbar in the, a crowbar and it's some Middle Eastern made up Middle Eastern country and he gets beat by a crowbar. Batman can't get there in time and dies in an explosion after being beat to death with a crowbar. Yeah. And so the way they did it in in uh, Titans is completely different, but I like how they did it. Um, you never actually see the Joker's face; you just mm-hmm. see like waist down, and you just hear the laugh, but you don't ever hear him talk. So they're very they're being very cautious uh, when doing characters like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, i Titan season three started off really good, really well. Yeah. So, um, still not for kids. Uh, teen, older teens, yeah, because yeah. they do they do like to because it's on HBO and Max now. They like dropping the f bomb now. You know, not a lot, but That's it'll fair. pop up, up. Yeah, it'll <laughs> pop up a couple of times. Um, I think there was only one f bomb in all of season one, and it was in the first episode, like within the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Other than that. I don't remember it being in the entire rest of this season. I don't even think it was in season two. But it's been a while since I've watched season two, so I can't confirm nor deny that. Yeah. Um, so far, the only person that's missing from the Titans from season one, or I mean from season two, is Raven. Everybody else uh, is still there. Uh, Superboy, obviously, Robin slash Nightwing. Uh, Gar, Beast Boy, I mean, Starfire, all of them are still there. Um, just not just Hawk and Dove, both of them, just no Raven. Just, yeah. So, I'm hoping she comes back because I actually liked her character and she is kind of like one of the core members of the Titans. So, but I'm sure they'll probably rotate people through like they do with Avengers and justice league. So, but it's a good way to keep characters fresh as well. So
1: true. I still gotta get through season two. I watched season one. I gotta go through season two. So I can be at least somewhat caught up. Yeah. It's
0: like I said, season three and starting off really well. So I think they're finally starting to get their footing. Yeah. Especially with the writing staff and everything. So, and then the last week I finally, uh, The then on Friday, the season finale for Home Before Dark on that I talked about last week. um, That's on Apple TV Plus. Wrapped and it was a really interesting episode. It really it's a good way to kind of put a bow on both season one and season two, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but yet still being able to leave it open for season three. There just wasn't like a cliffhanger like there was in season one probably because by the end of this season, they probably didn't know if it's coming back or not. Right. So they, but they left it in a way that if it were to come back, cool. Um, you know, just start with a new case. Whereas I guess uh, with season two, they must've known they're coming back because they, uh, you know, one of the story, one of the main storylines from season one was able to kind of help continue and play through in season two. And the acting's are really great. I just, and the story's done really well. Um, yeah, I'm just a fan. I think it's kind of an unsung hit or, an, you know, one of those gems you find that doesn't really get a whole lot of promotion or talk about. So, and that's what i watch watched TV-wise.
1: Um, for me, as far as TV-wise, I started watching uh, Reservation Dogs. It's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> basically, the series follows the lives of four. Indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma as they spend their days committing crime and fighting it. And um, right now is two episodes with the third one airing tonight. Um, First episode basically just follows a teenager as they steal a snack truck, sell it off, and then they ask to keep the contents of it. So they, because they like the, it's like some chips that they like. So they like it for themselves and then they sell them off (laughs) also. Um, It kind of, builds their the world building and then they have like a rival group that's going to kind of be there. Okay. And then the second one, one of them gets beat up, goes to the hospital, and they're conveniently selling meat pies out front, but um, he's seeking help. One of them gets confused for a patient's grandson, and it, it's pretty It's pretty funny. Okay. Produced by Takawatiti. I think he wrote yep, some of the episodes too. But um, so far, it's pretty pretty entertaining and decent.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've been, I saw it and, uh, you know, wanted to talk about, or I've been wanting to watch about watch about it, Lord. I've uh, <laughs> been wanting to watch it as well. I haven't had a chance yet, but yeah. It it looks really good, though. I can't wait yeah. to uh, get around to watching it. I'll try and see if I can watch it this afternoon. So Alright, are we ready to drop into our double feature I guess that we have again?
1: Let's dive
0: on in. Alright, which one <laughs> you want to cover? Which one um, you want to dive into first?
1: I guess we can cover the dock first. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Alright.
0: All right. You heard it first. Um, Patrick watched a documentary. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Breaking news. It's rare. I think I've only watched one other.
0: (laughs) Wow. Well, you definitely picked a really good one to watch. That's for sure. I was... I watched this yesterday. Mm. I legit got up early on my day off so I could come downstairs while everybody else was asleep to watch this documentary. (laughs) I got halfway through <laughs> before Grayson came down, but it was fine because it's a document. There wasn't anything that you know I'd have to turn it off for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and she was, you know, wrapped up in her game anyway, so
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> and whatnot. So not really that big of a deal. Um. So we watched the documentary Val on Amazon Prime. Released August sixth. It is says it's rated R, but I guess there is some language somewhere in there, um, probably from all the different clips and whatnot. Yeah, uh, it is does have a runtime of one hour, forty nine minutes. This documentary center, is uh, centering on the daily life of actor Val Kilmer, featuring never for seen footage spanning 40 years. It is. Uh, it is directed by Ting. And Leo Scott. It also has, uh, I think it's also probably has, uh, it looked like that his son Jack filmed a lot as well, from yeah. what I can tell. I mean, he was there a lot. I know he did the narration.
2: Yeah. So,
0: uh, for those that don't know, Valkyrie had throat cancer. Mm-hmm. So now he's got a trach, and that's how he's uh, able to talk but obviously it doesn't, it's hard for him to talk for a long period of time and kind of makes him tired. And as you can imagine, he basically says he can either choose to talk or eat. So, um, so a lot of it, he'll write the, he'll basically write his narration and then his son, Jack, who sounds similar to Val, yeah. um, did, you know, basically did the voiceover narration for his words, you know, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, they, when I was watching the trailer for it. I'm like, like how is he? <laughs> I mean, because, you know, just initially, I'm like, how is he? um narrating through the trailer, saying some of the stuff. And then he's got this going on. And of course, I didn't know, had you know, a son, that sounded like similar to him. I was watching somebody else's review, which is what motivated me to finally watch it. Because he was watching, he was talking about Suicide Squad, but then also wanted to talk about Val, because it was a smaller movie, and he wanted to make sure people knew about it. But um yeah, I was like, he does like sounds like younger version Val, because you know, Val's voice kind of has a little deeper, just a yeah. slightly deeper pitch, yeah. or tone, and then not his much. no, no, not I mean, much he's... different. He sounds more like him when he was younger. Yes. But but yeah, I was yes. just like, all right, this is that's an interesting thing to do. Just have your son narrate it. And yeah. That was cool. That's what, that's what drew me in once I finally checked the trailer out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna, yeah. So I'm also listening to his, I'm listening to the audiobook version of his mm-hmm. memoir, uh, Val Kilmer, I'm Your Huckleberry.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, obviously he wrote it, but he obviously cannot do the audiobook. Yeah. Um, so it's read by Will Forte, jo- George Newbern, and Mayor Whittingham. So, his best friend from, you know, from acting school and uh, I think one of his first, I think they even dated, it sounded like they dated, which is interesting because in Andrew McCarthy's book, he talks about how they were really good friends on the set of St. Almost Fire, and he had, like, the biggest crush on her, but never actually, they never actually dated, but they were best of friends. Yeah. So, um but yeah it's a uh, But the so far I'm almost halfway through the audiobook, but it's done really well um I found it fascinating uh, it kind of delve talked more about his uh, childhood um growing up uh I forgot the name of the starts with the C, but in the area of Los Angeles that he lived in that he was neighbors to Roy Rogers on one side. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, his other neighbor was, uh, the ranch where Charles, Charles Manson and his commune stayed. It says, I never met. And it's like, I never met Manson, but it was the only place that we could go and rent horses to go horseback riding. So we would go there to, you know, basically to rent horses. So we go horseback riding. Yeah. until they killed the, owner there or whatever. And then uh, you said his mom was legitimate, was legitimately scared after everything kind of came out and, uh, you know, but they still stay there. It's just uh, until, but when all that stuff started coming out, it, I mean, as it would anybody, I would imagine. Right. And uh, that he was raised as a Christian scientist, which I don't think I've ever known. I think I've only known one person friend of mine from high school the only person I've ever known that was a Christian scientist so it's, it's interesting it's, uh I it's, just yeah it's a interesting belief and he's still like devout Christian scientist to this day so which is interest you know just you know cool for him um but yeah and then it you know this starts going I think where I'm at in the book is you know I think I'm still in the willow <laughs> chapter you know. Okay. we talking about being on Willow and meeting his future wife. <laughs> well, I yeah. had already met her, but, you know, basically them being in fate, taking a turn and, you know, they're being in the same movie together. So, yeah, but this I thought this documentary was shot really well. I think the editing was on <clears court. throat> because the way they especially there towards the end, how uh, they were to able to take one of his scenes from one of his movies and or, and then just uh, just use the dialogue from that and then put it in with every other uh, just various different clips from his life and from his movies. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, wow, this is like one of those Lifetime Achievement Award type of things that they, they make for movies or yeah. for the you know award shows to put up. I said, this is what it kind of reminds me of, but it's done really well. And I just really think they do a great job just showing what his life is like now uh, after um, after cancer and realizing he no longer has a career. And, you know, he chooses to not have a career in film anymore due to his um, due to what happened, but he's yeah. now delved himself into art.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was cool. You know, this is he's been ever since he got his video camera, been recording everything in his life from his kid with his brothers when they would have their own little plays and film, and then when he first went to film school and just throughout his career, just it was I guess the kind of easiest documentary to make because he's got all the footage needed. So I was just like, wow. I mean, I don't know any other. I don't know if anybody else would have over a thousand hours of footage that he that they record throughout their life and kept it and stored it yeah. you know so i was just like all right kind of wish i'd done that when i first got my camera just kept documenting you know right everything
0: but yeah but i love it because there's like so much footage from top gun from filming top gun and yeah i was like
1: oh
2: I was like oh <laughs> oh
1: rick I was like, I know I know Jeff's gonna like this part. <laughs> and I
0: did. I was like,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, it's uh no I I dig it. I, I it's I mean I definitely would probably watch it again to be honest. Um yeah. but it's yeah, it's done really well. Um I see it if they take it to I don't know if they're planning on putting in any festivals or anything like that, but I think it would do really well. I think. And then maybe try and get it, you know, one of those for your consideration type things. I mean, I think it's just done beautifully. I don't see why it wouldn't do well there. So, I don't know. But I would definitely recommend it, especially, even if you're just, even if it's not like your, even if he's not like your favorite actor, I think you would still find, find it an interesting look into what it was like growing up and then becoming an actor and then finding out some behind the scenes things that you didn't re- you know know about yeah. beforehand. Kind of like how he got the role of Batman in that whole process. Yeah. Just being so all and- Yeah. Yeah. And why he didn't want to do the fourth one. So, you know, stuff like that. It's very fascinating. So definitely worth
1: definitely worth a watch. Sure, and him not originally wanting to be in Top Gun, but... Right. <laughs> had
0: to. <laughs>
1: yeah. So was
0: like, nah. He was contractually obligated.
1: Yeah. And it turned like, out to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I think part of that is he ma- he's like, all right, I'm going to be in this. I'm going to create a backstory, and I'm going to make something more than this two-dimensional character. I'm going to really try and bring you know let him shine and yeah. bring him to life. And it worked. Yeah. it worked beautifully cuz he's he's such a good kind of douchebag in this movie. I mean, just and not really a douchebag. He's just a very good rival with good antagonist. Arrogance. Yes, with a with a good arrogance about him, you know. Yeah. He's not really a douchebag to it back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I and then even talking about his oh, and especially the I I love watching anything that talks about the ma- the debacle that is the making of the Island of Dr. Moreau. So I couldn't wait when that when that popped on. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And it was amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I still haven't watched the movie, so it's kind of making I kind of want to check it out now. Yeah, I kind of want to also.
0: Yeah, because it's like that train wreck that, you know, a lot. like, you, you know a lot about what happened. You just now kind of want to watch the footage and see what
1: Yeah, because now you got that little behind-the-scenes dialogue with him and the directors. Yes, Frankenheimer, too.
0: I'm like...
1: Yeah. Wow, that was... I I was
0: like, man, that's tense. What killed me, though, is that, like... I didn't... I wasn't disagreeing with why he was arguing. But at the same time, his argument was such an actor's argument. (laughs) It's such a creative... That is such a creative person's kind of uh, <laughs> snowflake argument. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you really, re- you know, your attitude with this and talking about wanting to quit is really affecting my creative process. And I don't think I'm ready to film yet. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the camera off.
1: I will when we start rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. Uh. Bless them.
0: Oh goodness! But yes, yeah. check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's definitely worth a watch for sure. We're uh, we're both. I mean, Patrick watched it and enjoyed it. So yeah, yep. That 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 should be all the endorsement to want to watch it that you need. Yep, because I don't watch documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I don't watch horror movies, or at least not gory movies. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our second feature of the day, one that's a little more, I don't, I don't want to say white-hearted, it's just fun. Yeah. Our, our fun movie, we watched uh, Free Guy, that also came out, or that came out August 13th, starring past guest Michael Toe. Uh, supporting actor is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He is an see um, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> see? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I got caught up. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer from, uh, I forgot what it's called, Killing Eve, and Taika Watiti, and then a, what's his name? Um, Joe Kiri from Stranger Things. And, uh, trying to think of who, oh, Little Earl Hallery, trying mm-hmm. to think of who all to rattle off on the cast without giving away any of the voice actors or cameos at the end. Cause that's yeah, kind that's of, enough. yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're good. Enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm running through the and like, nope, don't say that one. Nope. Don't say <laughs> that one. Oh, I didn't even know that one was in there. <laughs> oh, and Utkarsh ambudkar Ambudkar anyways, he's from Free Love, uh, Freestyle Love Supreme that Windmill Will, Miranda, and all of them did uh, their troops that the they had back in New York. He's part of that part of that group. So, but yeah, uh, so basically, Ryan Reynolds plays a bank teller that discovers that he's actually an NPC, which is non-player character
1: i'm a playable character eric thank
0: you (laughs) thank you look at the guy that hasn't played video games in 20 years
1: (laughs) they're basically like the background people that sometimes you don't interact with but if you play gta you can interact in any kind of way you want (laughs) gotcha beat them up and hit them with car yeah they're just there for the players enjoyment basically gotcha okay Uh, he's an
0: NPC inside a brutal open world video game. So basically Fortnite,
2: Yeah.
0: Of sorts. Like Fortnite and GTA got together and it's just, maybe threw in a
1: little little Truman show. (laughs)
0: Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So directed by Sean Levy, who I'm still not a hundred percent sure that no, it's not the same one. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah, this guy's Canadian. Never mind. Not a bad thing. I'm just saying. There's a Sean Wait, we- a Sean Weeby that's also um, a film historian. Mm-hmm. That's written uh, a book about the uh, Chateau uh, Marmont, and as well as a biography on Paul Newman. And I forgot what else. Like three different books that I've, two of which I've listened to. And anyways, um. But uh, he's one of the executive producers for Stranger Things and Last Man Standing. Let's see, Unsolved Mysteries, Love and Monsters, he was a producer on that. I'm Not Okay With This, also a produce executive producer. Ken, he was a uh, producer on Ken's. So basically, he's done mostly producing, but... Um, uh, But he's also directed some episodes of Stranger Things, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, This is Where I Leave You, which I actually really liked, Uh, The Internship, Real Steel, which I also really liked, Date Night, basically all the Night at the Museum movies. So he's got a pretty good uh, history there. Oh, and the original Birds of Prey TV show. So he's got a very extensive filmography. Yeah. So, basically, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character, Guy, um, basically, if you remember the Lego movie, and how Emmett just wakes up every day, and it's the same thing, stops, gets coffee, you know, has catchphrase, or whatever, and goes about his day, and the same thing happens every day. And then he goes to bed, he has one friend, uh, played by Little Rail, who's the whose name is Buddy, who's the security officer at the bank. yeah, And they just kind of go through the same thing every single day. Nothing changes because they're, it's a program, I mean, they're a program, more or less. right? And they're not supposed to have personalities, I guess you could say. Good way to put right. it. So, when the players come through, they can rob the bank, um, I guess, kind of like, to get cash, so they could buy Either weapons or shields or medic med kits or shoes, um, yeah. as it were. Uh, but the heroes in the in Free City, the heroes wear sunglasses. Everybody, else, the non heroes do not. So that's basically how you can tell who's a hero and who's not. Yeah. So they get you know the bank gets robbed every day by somebody different, and. He one day sees Millie, played by Jodie Comer, a character, and he falls in love and something triggers or sparks, you know, and he decides to try and pursue, you know, go after her instead of just going through the same motions that he's always done. So he takes his first step in evolving, more or less, and going out, stepping outside the normal procedures. So um meanwhile in the real world, Millie's character uh Millie the real life Millie and Joe Curie uh, had developed a open world kind of like a Sims style game mm-hmm. where the characters evolved and learned and and stuff like that. But the code got stolen by Takawa Kitty's character, Antoine. And then he basically took that code and then made free, you know, free city with it, but made it more less Sims and more GTA.
1: Yeah. So microtransaction heavy.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most most companies now. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. So. Then there's like, you remember the movie. Have you, have you seen the movie? They live. Front. With Roddy oh, Piper. And all.
2: so yeah, it's kind of like normalized. that.
1: okay well it's kind of like that i know about it though since the the players in the game have the sunglasses he still some puts them on he's able to see a lot of the game elements he doesn't know it's game elements. he just thinks it's what he hasn't been able to see in this real world and so um he does finally catch up with millie but she's like man you gotta level up before you can talk to me basically you know you're not on my level And then he
0: goes through. Yeah, I mean, because he's basically like, it would be like me stepping into this game and not knowing, I mean, not knowing a thing about it. And not, because I don't, the only difference is he doesn't realize he's in a game.
1: Yeah.
0: He's not stuff over like that yet.
1: Yeah, he's just thinking this is the world. (laughs) And he's just been stuck in this pattern of, but then, you know, he goes through his, leveling up here it does seem like groundhog day because even though he's waking up the same it's different each day because he yeah. knows what he's doing he you know and um but it was just like kind of reminded me of ready player one just because the video game element yes and then of course Fortnite because it's open world gta because it's open world and um there's a lot of things that i did not expect <laughs> from the movie <laughs> especially toward the end but um yeah um, but you know, it had a little heart. Had some heart, to
2: yeah.
1: It, you know, yep. you had um, you know, the real world characters trying to figure out to find the clues to prove that their code was stolen yep. and to bring down this giant guess, monolith corporation. Yeah. And um, not been able to do it, getting close but not quite getting there, and then having to the team up with the end character. Getting it's just, it is a lot like Lego, Lego movie, and Truman Show, where of course Guy is not aware of everything. No. And so, just seeing him kind of go through that and then um,
0: eventually become
1: a master builder. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. A lot of stuff he finds out accidental, but um. But yeah, it's it's just so it just surprise me. Like it's by the end of the movie, I was like, Well, that was very satisfying. You know. I just I didn't expect it. Like I went in, even though I seen the trailer, I just went in with a completely open mind to it. And then toward the end, there are some things I didn't expect. But then I thought, like, well it makes sense they incorporated because of everything that's yeah. happened.
0: Well, and I'd only seen one trailer and I think that helps. Because I yeah. only watched one trailer once, and that was it. I'm going yeah. to so go see it. I'm, yeah. I don't need to really see much more about it. Mm-mm. So, and I think that only enhanced my viewing pleasure on it because I wasn't being bombarded and seeing a lot and finding out more and more. I don't need to know more and more. I just, yeah. you gave me the gist. I'm good. Yep. Also, you tell me that we have a past guest that's in it. Trust me, I'm going to go watch it because I'm also going to be on the lookout, too. And yeah. I'm gonna, i ain't gonna lie. I sat on the that front row right before uh, you know the stadium seating. I sat on that front row of that mm-hmm. one because I like to put my feet up on the bars. <laughs> Usually, I mean, it's just too. High. That's where I like to sit. Yeah. And uh, but also so I can get my so I can get my phone on, and try and get pictures while you know whenever he was on. So, and uh, as soon as he popped on, I went like, shit. I didn't have you know I didn't have right a yeah, on. Right.
2: I was like, Son of
0: but luckily. Um, he's kind of during the big speech at the end he's right there with the, all the other nPCs and I was able to finally get a few and uh and i so i and he actually got a clip of it because <laughs> because he actually knew where he was going to be obviously in the film yeah so he actually sent it to me and I said dude I tried to get that but it was just i i wasn't quick enough i said however i said i did I said, this is a, uh, let me read, you, I'll read you what I sent them. So I told them I had, I told them I had a idea for a sequel already. Cause you know, they're going to make one.
1: I think there's a listing uh, for it too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I put, I told them, I said, seriously, guys, see, the sequel needs to be involving your character that has now become a meteorologist and sees code raining from the sky and something is off. It's a ransomware slash climate change message in a video game movie.
2: Yeah.
1: I
0: think I it's mean, genius.
1: I mean, I mean considering, considering how things end, you can still incorporate pretty much the same people and, yeah, just have like a, maybe a revenge tale.
0: Yeah. Something. I mean, yeah. it's perfect. You know, blue shirt guy can now be yellow shirt guy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we need you know, we need to know his story. So, I don't know, it's got to make it happen, I guess. So, yeah. Get the wheels moving here. Um, but yeah, that's, it's amazing how quickly I was able to come up with that story, and how feasible it would be to make. Yeah, no, it's great. I think uh, I was sitting there watching this. I go saying, I can't wait to take York to go see this because he's going to love it. He's going to. Yeah, he's going yeah, to just love it. So hopefully I can do that this weekend or sometime this week. We'll see. But yeah, he'll
1: he'll love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's right. I was Is watching. That, and I was like, yeah, you should definitely take, take yeah. York to see it. Yeah. But there's only like like as far as PG thirteen, but they do have they drop an F bomb and a couple of T V cuss words, but it's very light. That's yeah, it's cool. it, it I mean,
0: honestly it's not any worse than taking your kid to a Marvel movie. To no to be honest. That's why if you've seen those it's, then you're good. You'd be alright. So Yeah, no, it's 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 very enjoyable, very it's the perfect summer movie. I mean it's
2: worth the wait. Yes. worth the wait. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so for me, real quick, uh, just want to briefly talk about watching the second part of the long Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. Mm-hmm. So this picks up where the first one left off. Uh, not quite. I think it was just the next month. And they still haven't found out who Holiday is. You know, Dense. Rampage, you know, is getting more and more involved and uh, tries to put one of the Falconian people on trial, you know, pressing him for questions. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be uh, acting as a witness for them and basically goes against it. And then basically he takes this thing of acid, throws it in a dense face. Boom. Two faces born. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, Holiday is still going around killing people, and Batman's still trying to figure out who it is. Meanwhile, Two-Face and, you know, Batman's still having problems with the rest of the rogues gallery of of, uh, his rogues gallery from Arkham. And still trying to get through and find out who Holiday is, but also now having to deal with Dent. Or yeah. as two, I guess now Two-Face also, co- also causing problems and then wondering whether or not Two-Face is actually Holiday and then it, that whole business. And then it's very interesting once how you see the movie resolve itself, you know, basically the third act and who you when you actually find out who Holiday actually is. And how they handle that. So it's pretty interesting. It's very well done. If you like the first part, you'll love the second part. If you haven't seen the first part, I would recommend both of them. Um, they're both very well done. It's one of one of animation's better uh, animated class or you know comic book to animated uh, adaptations that they've done. So, and that's saying a lot because they haven't really had a good track record in the past few years. But, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend both of these for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't want to tell too much about it because it is, the voice acting is really great. I love all the actors that they did. Jensen Echols did a great job as Batman. So, yeah, that's off to that. So, all
1: right. I'm um, <clears throat> gonna get my two cents. I, I finally watched Fear Street trilogy. Yeah, buddy. I can see why the first one may may not have been your favorite because it's heavy slasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, had one of the probably the worst deaths of a character I've seen in a while. I was just like, because I thought I thought like it's gonna be like a last minute save. It's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: new. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> out this slice of life
2: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um
1: but i was i was actually satisfied by the trilogy i got my answer as to yes if you're watching it for the first time watch it in order and afterwards if you want to watch it out of order cool because i wasn't sure how they was going to incorporate the different years yep. Yep. and uh, i thought they were going to be like self-contained but no they do a lot of cutting they back and
0: forth. they try to but it's hard to do like you'd have yeah. to create your own edit in yeah. order
1: to do that true because you had to leave some things out and yeah um i feel like they they flowed together well like going i think if you, if you were to binge it like i watched the first one and then took a day then i watched the other two back to back and the, the last two you know i just after watching the second one I'm like yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and watch the third because yep you know, just this is how it flowed and um yeah. I did like how they incorporated the original cast in the third third uh, installment. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just overall enjoyed it, you know. Um, I wasn't expecting them to like it. I thought it was just going to be, like, real kiddie, but Yeah. Ooh. No. It's, like, <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely not that. No. It's no. just, like, horror movies of old, basically. Yeah. The this, one is was, more,
0: this is really kind of geared towards people our age, maybe slightly younger, that may have read growing up on the books, yeah. then read, and then are now old enough to watch these movies. That's not made for this. This trilogy is not for teenagers or no. especially not for younger, but
1: even though nah. it features teenagers, <laughs> these, these 20 somethings playing teenagers. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, um. but yeah, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Hopefully they continue it and don't, don't mess it up, but I hope they continue. Maybe not with this, Thing, but just do something fresh within that world of books, right? Agreed.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Um. So I actually have a family movie to recommend, and that Grayson. I... Well, Grayson has watched twice, and I just I've caught most of it. And get, actually, she's had it on like three times now. Um, Netflix has a new animated movie called Vivo. It's not a uh, streaming service, I promise. It's, I mean, it might be hell, I don't know. But Vivo is the, came out August 6th on Netflix. It is rated PG, one hour, 35 minutes. It is an animated movie. It's uh, by Sony Pictures Animation, first ever musical adventure featuring an all new original songs from Lin-Manuel Miranda that will take audiences on an epic adventure to gorgeous and vibrant locations never before seen in animation. I wouldn't go that far. They go to Miami. I mean, it's well, I guess if Miami's never been done in animation, I guess so, but anyways, uh, yes, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda voices Vivo, uh, Simo, uh, voices Gabby Zoe Saldana, voices Rosa, um, Brian Tyree Henry uh, voices uh, Dan Carino. And Gloria Estefan voices Marta Sendoval, Michael Rooker voices Lut- Lutador. Nicole Bayer voices Valentina. I mean, it's got a great cast. And it goes on. Um, this is a very cute movie. It's great for, it's perfect for my daughter's age range, so... Like, heck, I would probably see anywhere between four and probably 10. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, OS older kids like that sort of thing. I don't know. But definitely geared like in the four to 10 age range. Basically, uh, uh, Vivo is a, I think it's pronounced Kinkachu. Yeah. See, that's what I remember from your work watching Go Diego go, torturing with that for two years. Um, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> um, basically plays a talking kinkachu monkey that sings while his, uh, while his owner, uh, played guitar and also sings. They, uh, they'd had an invite to Miami for, you know, a competition thing to perform. Sadly, he passes away. So they, uh, so they have to. So Vivo decides to go on this adventure by himself, and along the way meets Gabby, and Gabby's also likes to sing and wants to help pursue that for Vivo. And so it's about this road journey, about them getting there, and the people they meet along the way, with a lot of great music um, done by you know Lin Manuel Miranda, but also by Unearthsimo uh, as well. It's a cute movie. It's great for kids. I mean, right now, in the theaters at least, there's not a whole lot available. So this is a perfect option. I'm actually surprised it did not show up in theater. But this is a, a great movie that uh, I think for parents that are having a hard time trying to find movies for their kids to watch. And especially if you're still kind of weary about going back to the theaters or taking your kids to theaters, this would be a good option. Um, I know Grayson's looking forward to pop patrol movie coming out Friday, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping it'll be on paramount plus and I could just watch it that way. So, but otherwise I guess we'll probably go at some point. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's a, but Vivo is very, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it is very colorful. I mean, the colors are popping in this movie. Yeah. Animation is not bad. I mean, it's it's cute. Like I said, it's overall for especially for kids this age range, it's perfect. Um, for parents, it won't annoy you too much. So that's I think the key takeaway yeah. <laughs> for most of us for most of our listeners. Yes, but my kids like a lot of movies that are done really well, like Frozen, and then I can't get them to watch anything else. And then if I have to hear to go one more time. Or into the unknown. I want to. It's killing me. Um, This is not going to be like that. This is. I got a lot of great, fun music in it that even parents I think could enjoy.
2: And
1: yep. So you. All right. So my final movie. It's not a family movie. It's not kid friendly. <laughs> it's got a kid in it.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Kind a of kid in it, but it's not, it's not friendly. Not even to her. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, Don't Breathe 2, which is a sequel set in the years following the initial deadly home invasion where Norman Nordstrom, which, funny, I never remembered his name from the first one. <laughs> so I was like, huh. Oh. Um, lives in a, a quiet... <clears throat> kind of like quiet, living a quiet life until his past Sins catch up to him. Uh, It's released this week, this past week, August 13th. Uh, It's an hour and 38 minutes. Strangely, it did feel a little longer, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just felt longer than that time frame. Starring Stephen Lang as Norman Nordstrom. uh, Brendan Sexton III as Raylan. And Madeline Grace as Phoenix. Uh, Basically, again, it follows Norman, who's living his quiet life with his um, quote-unquote daughter, Phoenix. Uh, He teaches her survival skills, uh, keeps her sheltered, and does homeschooling, doesn't really let her leave the house. Um, You know, she's kind of at that point where she's feeling lonely, and she wants to be around kids her age. Um, He does finally let her out. He gets supplies from an old friend named Hernandez, and she convinces him to let her take um, Phoenix out on some errands with her. But while they were out, Phoenix goes to the bathroom and runs across this creepy dude, and it just so happens to be uh, a guy in the area that's stealing organs from people. So, you know, but um, as you as you <laughs> do, <laughs>
0: um, are they on DoorDash?
1: <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no, <laughs> but but yet again, another break in occurs and uh phoenix is kidnapped and now norman's set to rescue her but he's also being to confront the sins of his past um i thought it was pretty good like it didn't it didn't go the way i thought there was some twists. now
0: in it. it is a sequel not a prequel yeah yeah sequel
1: okay so it takes okay. place after those events
2: yeah but i don't okay. think
1: I'm, okay. I'm not sure if what happened? they show something at the beginning, and then fast forward eight years. Cause I hadn't watched the first one in a while, so I wasn't able to connect you if this was can, related. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to get me to rewatch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, it's like I thought about. It, I'm like, no, maybe I'll watch somebody's synopsis of it. Yep, there you go. <laughs> but, Just watch um, the trailer again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, there's parts where it seemed like they're trying to make Norman sympathetic, but. It's like why (laughs) but then you know it's like it's not it is but it's not really but it's 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 a cool little twist in it at the end toward the middle anyway and um you know these these people that break in aren't exactly what you think and yeah it, it just it's overall good like like the early part i wasn't sure where it was going but once it got to the middle I was like all right i see it was okay I can't say if it's better than the original. It's definitely not. They don't have a scene in it where it's disgusting. E, they don't e, have that, uh-huh. so it's better. It's better in That's that good. aspect. Um, just to give you a heads up, there's some eye stuff in it toward the end. So if you watch it, just ahead, you'll you'll know when it's coming, so you'll be able to like not look.
0: That's <laughs> he's talking to y'all because he already knows I'm not gonna watch
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's no just nothing sickening that goes on in this. Gotcha. just okay. yeah yeah it was cool it was cool yeah, awesome
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no, we already know I'm not gonna watch this <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we yeah, knew you,
0: that watch the time. tv edit <laughs> <laughs> we'll see <laughs> uh, we'll see
2: <sighs>
0: all right uh, trailers real quick we have uh, prisoners of the ghost land a notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. You want to guess who's in that?
2: Hmm.
0: I'd probably be wrong. <laughs> Take a wild well guess anyways. What kind of movie does that sound like someone would be in? That's in a lot of things. That's not Bruce Willis. It's
1: not The Rock, is it? <laughs>
0: no. No, no, no. Okay. Someone a little more extreme. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Nick Cage. Oh,
1: yeah, I should have guessed that.
0: <laughs> Someone a little more extreme. That's in everything. Yeah. That's yeah. not Bruce Willis. <laughs> so, uh, Sophia Butella from uh, the god-awful remake of The Mummy with Tom Cruise uh, is also in this. Nick Cassavetes. I don't think there's anybody else in here even that I recognize. Um, I don't know. I might give it a try. Why not? <laughs> then, uh, oh, that comes out September seventeenth. So I'm assuming theaters because it didn't list a streaming uh, anywhere. So the next is the Nowhere In, and that's in with two ends. Not just I am. And basically, it's a docu-narrative almost. It's really weird. St. Vincent, the singer, sets out to make a documentary about her music. But when she hires a close friend to direct, notions of reality, identity, and authenticity grow increasingly distorted and bizarre. So, it almost sounds like it's a documentary, but that it's meant to be a documentary might might be a drama or a thriller. I don't know I don't know we'll see maybe uh no date yet as to when that is coming out and then uh lastly, a journal for Jordan, not for Michael B. Jordan, even though he's in it though <laughs> <laughs> um. Directed by Denzel Washington. Uh, Yeah, no release date. Oh, wait. Sorry. Expected December 22nd. So Oscar bait movie. First Sergeant Charles Monroe King, before he is killed in action in Baghdad, authors a journal for his son intended to tell him how to live a decent life despite growing up without a father. Starring Michael B. Jordan. Shantae Adams. Tamara Tooney, Robert Wisdom. Um, Trying to see who else, but yeah, um, and directed by Denzel. So looks sounds interesting. And then uh, this week we've got Paw Patrol movie coming out, so get your tickets now <laughs> before they sell out. <laughs> yeah no job is too big no pup is too small <laughs> i think it's called paw patrol the movie chase's revenge chase did not get canceled <laughs>
1: oh wow <laughs> i don't know um when i was watching don't breathe Two. there was a trailer for a movie called malignant mm-hmm. i don't know if we've yes, mentioned it
2: before i did yeah okay
1: I'm looking it's yeah. the, the first time I'm watching the trailer so I'm like I think that's right up my alley
0: yeah there's that one and I forgot what the other one was that I talked about a week or two ago that are both basically like that and I'm like yeah that's uh, Patrick's gonna have a great time I might be talked into going to one of those yeah. I don't know we'll see so yeah. i like I don't know I might I might I don't know <laughs> so, like I'm going back and forth on it like having my own internal conflict of if I'm gonna go see these horror movies or not because yeah. I'm like, are these are horror or are they thriller or are they kind of a little bit both? I might go to those. I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait for Patrick to tell me.
1: Yeah, but they're <laughs> um, seem more like a thriller. Yeah. But it's James okay. Wan, so. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Exactly. Which yeah.
0: I'm like, I've seen the rest of his stuff, so I do why I wouldn't. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I forgot what I was going to say now. That's irritating um oh so while watching thats what. I so while uh sitting for free guy watching the trailer for the last duel mm-hmm. with ben affleck adam driver and matt damon and jody comer i'm sitting there going you know there's like this big secret that they're having to do about and i'm like it's good i said all of this is going to wind up being she's the hairstylist that's given matt damon his haircut ben affleck his haircut and they're dueling over trying to keep the secret of who gave them these god awful haircuts for this movie. I said, that's what this is going to be about. Because <laughs> they had duels about petty things about, back then. So, but I'm like, oh my god, these are either horrible cuts or wigs or one. I don't know who agreed to this, but no. Yeah. No. This <laughs> is bad. But yeah, it's. It, it, I'll probably I'll still go say that i'm probably gonna like it but i don't know Maybe i'll be surprised but right now it just looks like it's just whatever and yeah sure it's a thing but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm a little disheartened of watching watching uh knights fight because the last night's uh the last night i saw have a duel wasn't much of a duel no <laughs> no I didn't see any giants walking in the background of the last tool, so I guess we're <laughs> at least being uh, clear of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they're just not showing it. I don't even know.
1: True. Uh, also coming out this week is um what is it? Reminiscence with uh, Hugh Jackman.
2: Yeah. Looks like this
1: they're 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 like Warner Brothers is trying to do their own Christopher Nolan. <laughs> That's what it seems I don't like. think it's
0: it looks so meh. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, but it looks meh to me. I don't know. And then the Protege. Yeah. So, Which also looks
2: meh.
1: Well, here's, you know the two that I'm, I'm probably going to try to check out? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Paw Patrol movie, and.
1: <laughs> I don't know how those two are going to do it against Paw Patrol, man. It's yeah, going to be man. rough. It's, it's going to be, be rough. Yeah. You never know. And yeah, Paw Patrol will be number one this week.
0: <laughs> And just mine, you never know. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.
2: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also
0: has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast
2: and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in all the fun.